Hey, what's up, guys? It's Murph. This week on the Inside Podcast, I sat down with management coordinator at Rock Nation, Sam Flood. Uh, during our time, we got to talk about our love for upstate New York, given that we're both from there. We talked about Sam's unlikely path to uh, working at Rock Nation. And uh, lastly, most importantly, the work that he's now doing with the group out of Buffalo, Griselda. Uh, he just wrapped up a national tour, and we were able to talk to him about everything that he's learned while being at Rock Nation, but also, most importantly, what he's doing currently with the group. So let's get into it. Are you an artist or manager that's looking for guidance on how to build your career? If so, make sure to check out our Instagram page at Studio Talk Co to book a one-on-one -on -one call with me, Murph, to talk about your career and how I can help. Yo, it's Sam Flood, Management Coordinator at Rock Nation. Glad we could uh, finally make this happen. We've been um, talking about this for the last couple of weeks and, uh, you know, given everything that's going on with, uh, you know, the current state of the world, um, you know, I'm glad we were able to find a little bit of time, uh, you know, which made it a little bit easier when we're all working from home now. Uh, but, uh, but glad to have you on, man. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, of course. I mean, like I wanted to make sure that that we connected, you know, uh, with both of us being from upstate New York and, you know, uh, having deep ties to the music business. And, and uh, now you on, on the West Coast, I thought it was only fitting that, uh, you know, we got this done sooner than later. Yeah, I love like hearing stories about uh, people in the music industry or entertainment industry coming from upstate like the capital district specifically it's always like yeah. an interesting interesting thing because not too many people that i know of, or I, I thought like nobody did it but then every now and then i'll be like oh this person i meet this person that does it this person yeah so it's yeah. always awesome yeah there's a couple of people for sure somebody i would love to have on, on uh, future episodes would be uh vashti vashti cola not sure do you know vashti oh yeah yeah i know vashti not like yeah. personally uh, right, i think right. i I was in the same room or like event with her once or something. Yeah, I didn't get to like talk to her or anything, but yeah, yeah, she's fucking dope. Yeah. Super dope. Uh, met her a couple of times, like back in, back in college, went out to a couple of events and she was just really cool, really, really nice. And, uh, we kind of crossed paths, uh, at Def Jam, um, too. So, but, uh, you know, since then she, you know, went to do amazing stuff, but yeah, I think somebody like her is, you know, a great example of upstate. She always shows love too. She's, she's always back in Albany quite a bit. So, so that's cool. We'd love to get her on. And then eventually we'd love to do kind of like a, uh, you know, a whole episode with a whole bunch of us, you know, a little round table talk and, and, uh, yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. That that'd, be that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I never knew. Uh, I never knew Vashti was from Albany until probably like I think like four or five years ago when she yeah. posted like a picture of like she was at Stewart's and I was like, oh shit, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I forget how I. Uh, no, we had a mutual friend, a friend of mine back in the day. Um, he went to high school with her, um, so and and he kind of put me on game like way back then, and then. You know, she did like Justin Bieber's like first video, and then she like dated Pharrell. Uh, yeah, she for, did a bunch for a of while, cool, and, cool yeah. shit. and then she actually did that um, that CRS video too uh, for Kanye. Yep. And uh, Pharrell. Um, so yeah, that was back when like she was really really kicking on the scene, and then um, like really kicking up. And then I mean, she she's the first girl that designed a, a Jordan shoe. So that's mm -hmm. just fucking amazing in, in that um you know and then she's gone on to do so many other great things but uh 
but yeah, glad we could get our, uh, <laughs> you know, our, our Vashti talk out of the way, uh, at the top. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man. So again, appreciate you, uh, hopping on, uh, the unsigned podcast here. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I just want to start like right at the top, uh, to tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got started, um, in music. Um, uh, so I got started probably, I was always interested in like rap and hip hop. I think the first CD I ever bought was, or my friend bought it actually. My friend got it for Christmas when we were in third grade. It was Get Rich or Die Trying um, by 50 Cent. And it was the unedited version. So that was crazy to listen to. <laughs> and from then I was, I was pretty much hooked. And then uh, when I started like actively doing something it was probably like ninth grade. I started a, a blog because that was the blog era. Everybody had a, website of some sort yep. um and i was on blogspot and i would just review albums like do articles on whatever the hell that was happening and then um i'd mostly be on forums like i remember a few back in the day uh were kanye to the dot com yep um one another one another one was a trilly.net they had like a little chat box on the side that was like where albums used to leak all the time like a week two weeks before release and they would always be on that site and they had a huge like forum going on on the side of the site so i'd always be like putting myself in these places where these conversations were happening um and uh i don't at the time it probably i wasn't doing anything at the time like realistically if i was going to go back i would have gotten like an internship at a venue like upstate concert hall or something like that try and get in at spac or something to really get hands-on experience but uh, at the time, I thought I was, like, doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and then fast forward to when I got my internship at Rock Nation, um, I went to college in uh, Fort Montgomery for two years for community college. And then I knew I had to be in New York City um, just to get an internship at a record label. I didn't care what college it was. Uh, so I found City College in New York. It wasn't crazy expensive. Um but they had a public relations program and I had at the time had no idea what PR was, but it was something that I could see myself skating by in because it was pretty general, just communications. And like, I'd be able to use some of that in music industry. So I got, or I applied, got accepted. And then I think, uh, probably two semesters or my, after my first semester, so January of 2017, um, excuse me. Um, so a guy tweeted, he was like, yo, I'm looking for a digital marketing intern in New York city. So I tweeted him back. I was like, yo, I'm like interested. Um, and then he shot me his number. We hopped on a call that night and this guy was, uh, he was a digital marketing manager at Atlantic records. And then from there, that was like my first, that was probably the closest I'd ever been to the industry. And I wasn't interning at Atlantic per se, I was just in like helping him out on the side. And every now and then I'd get Atlantic projects or whatever he needed, whatever he needed, I was doing it. Cause I was so, I was just hungry as hell at that point and waiting for like an opportunity like that. Um, so that came along in January. I probably did that until the end of the semester. Cause I had to go back home to, uh, to Schenectady to work for the summer. But there I learned that all the stuff I was doing like in high school, like with the blogs and the forums, what I was doing there, I was just learning the internet, like the back of my hand, learning all these social media sites, learning 
where all these conversations are happening, what people are into, um, what people are listening to, just kind of all the trends I was learning. And I didn't know at the time that I was like what I was learning, I would be able to use in all these different projects that I'd worked on with this guy. Um, so that's, that's probably one thing that I would tell people coming up, like make sure you're up to speed on everything that's going on, especially as like an intern. Cause now that I'm on the other side and I have a full-time job, I look at interns. I'm like, yo, what are you, what are you listening to? Like, what are the college kids? Like what's, uh, <clears throat> what's cracking on the internet and all that stuff. Um, so that was, yeah, that was 2017. I, I came back in June, stayed for the summer. And then <clears throat> I think, uh, I think, yeah, that, that same fall, September, early October. Well, let me get a drink of water real quick. Yeah, you're uh, Early fall, I was looking for another internship and I found one at Brooklyn Bowl in New York City. And I was, that was more of a live, a live venue. So I'd be helping out with like production and everything else. And then, uh, I had the interview, um, got the, like got the, uh, got the internship on a, I got the internship on a Thursday night. They offered it to me on a Friday. Um, I, I accepted it obviously that Thursday night cause I had, I had no other opportunity. I think the next fr- Friday <clears throat> I had heard back randomly Earlier in the week, I had applied on Indeed, Indeed.com. I saw a Rock Nation internship thing, so I was like, I've ne- I had never seen a Rock Nation one, so I'm like, hell yeah, because I, you know, fuck with J. Cole, fuck with all these Rock Nation artists. I'm like, that'd be amazing. So I applied, and I was like, okay, I probably won't hear back, because I used to never hear back from anybody. <laughs> um, and then that Friday, they even, they reached out, and they said, hey, this is uh, so-and-so from Rock Nation. We saw your resume, really interested. We want you to come in on Monday. So I was like, holy shit. So I called my, I called my dad immediately. I'm like, dude, I just heard back from Rock Nation. And then um, it sucked because I had to go the whole weekend just like super nervous, like overthinking this <laughs> whole interview. Yeah. And I, I went in, I went in on Monday and I had, I, I was like studying all weekend. And I went in on Monday, it was for a publicity um, internship. And I sat down with uh, one of the director, directors in the department and, um, I thought I liked it terribly, but at the end she was like, wow, I'm really impressed with like the knowledge you have our artists and then how you can, cause I was like, just using all the internet shit, going back to that, using all this, like, Oh, I think this person could kind of fit in here. And, um, so yeah, I think they, uh, that night, I think they, they called me back and I said, you know, come in tomorrow to sign whatever forms, the NDAs, all that. Um, I never like had a official internship really. And for the first one to be Rock Nation was, uh, that was insane. I, I remember like that. I remember that day when I, I went in at noon. I signed the papers. Like like got walked out of the office, and I was just super hyped to get started. And that was September or early October 2017. And then, I mean, fast forward, what was it three three years? Three years and some change. Um, Full time job here. Started in April of 2018. So it's been just under two years. Um, and yeah. Yeah, but man. I think that answers the question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely, man. And, and you know, j- just an amazing story. And, and I think it's dope. It, it's always good to hear, um, you know, those feel-good stories, you know, um, about mm-hmm. just like checking out random things and running it down. And I think 
one of the points that you hit really hard on uh, that I don't think a lot of people really understand, especially in music, is just the information piece, right? Like I came up in really the, the blog era, like 07, 08, 09, like that was like the height of it. And yep. everything you said was exactly it. Like I remember my boy who was in the industry managing a bunch of people, like really starting to make moves. He was just like, yo Murph, you gotta follow all these sites. Like you gotta know what's up. And from there I was just like, it just blew my mind. I was like, oh shit, of course. Like if you're gonna work, um, you know, in the stock market, like, you know, and you're gonna work on Wall Street, you gotta read the Wall Street Journal. You have to read these yeah. other outlets to know what's going on within the industry, but also to try and spot trends and to really uh, try and figure out a path forward as well. So uh, yeah, man, I, I think that's something that a lot of people who are trying to get into the industry don't necessarily know about. They're just like, oh, I rap or, or I'm, I make beats. It's like, okay, that's cool. And you definitely need to do that. And if you don't have a, a, a manager yourself, you need to be on, you need to, and now because social media makes it so much easier, like every day we actually had to like, I had to go and check out these individual sites. But I think now it's like, you just need to follow these, these platforms on social media. Like you got to follow billboard. You got to follow variety. You got to follow, mm-hmm. um, you know, name any other hip hop uh, site you can think of or any other music site. You've got to follow all those. So you know, what's what, right. And then you just, and over time, a lot of people, I think it's key too, for a lot of people that are just starting out because you feel like you're on the outside. Right. And you're always trying to like break in and you're like, how do I do it? What do I even do? It's like, start there. Just like get to know what's going on in the industry. And then you'll start to see like these, these doors that are, or these windows that potentially open that you could actually get through. And then, you know, doors will start to open from there. So yeah, man, I think that's, that's so true. Um, so yeah, man, I appreciate you sharing the story. Um, and yeah, so just like you said, like you've been at Rock Nation for a couple of years and you know, it's, it's a great company that, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of us in the music business and, and outside the music business admire. Um, and, you know, just like you said, although you get just getting started there, what's, what's like your most memorable story so far, aside from the one that you just shared, like getting signed, you know, uh, the, the day you signed on as an intern and, and walked out at that Broadway office and had that, you know, amazing feeling uh, aside from that, cause that's already number one. Well, I guess what's, what's number two what's your what's your second favorite story um number two it's not really a story but probably the experience of yeah um putting out an album kind of i came on originally as an assistant and i kind of did that um and then i probably in the last like six or seven months started to get projects where i really handled on my own um obviously with with people overseeing but i was more hands-on than i had ever been and uh, we brought in this group, Griselda, who they're from Buffalo, so it's like upstate. Um, and I, I wasn't, I mean, I, I knew we were going to sign them, but I, I wasn't on the project or assigned to it yet. And I knew who they were. I wasn't too into them. Uh, I hadn't heard too much music, but I, I knew the movement. And they, they like, called me in. They're like, hey, we got this group, Griselda, if you wanted to work it. Uh, Fuck yeah, because I knew they were from Buffalo. And so that's like ties right there. Sure. Um and then, uh, yeah, that we, I started on that project in probably beginning of September and then Black Friday, this past Black Friday, uh, we put out their major label debut through uh, Shady Records. And that, that whole experience from the day I signed on to Black Friday, it was like the mission was like putting that out, putting out that album. Yeah. Um, 
and then just the, the, the amount of stuff that I learned going in behind it, just the, the agreements you got to get done. Um, all the paperwork just to, just to put that album or deliver it just to like give it to the label, say, here's everything. The amount of things that are on that checklist I knew about, but executing them was a totally different thing. So I would say that that experience of finally um, delivering an album to a label, putting it out, having, um, doing it with people from upstate New York that these kind of underground dudes that are really great, genuine human beings. Um, that that's probably my, my best experience, I would say. Finally, like doing that for the first time. And, uh, and we're, yeah, we're about to get, get ready to do it again in, in the next couple of months. So I'm excited for that. Nice. Nice. That's dope. Yeah. Always being able to put out like something that, um, that meaningful to them. And then also like you at the same time, it's like, that's, that's awesome. It's like, you guys are both like really working your ass off for like this common goal. Uh, that's to like put something out to the world. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not just yep. like the upstate New York piece. It's like, no, you carry upstate on your back and then you're able to, mm-hmm. like I said, take it to the world. So that's awesome, man. Dope. Dope. So um, yeah, I appreciate, you know, you sharing all that as well. Um, but yeah, now I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit more so about, you know, kind of your day to day, some insights you may have for, for some other people coming up, but let's just start right at the top, you know, you mentioned, you know, you started out as as a publicity intern at Rock Nation. What did your uh, what did your day to day look like? So, like in the publicity department, maybe not just as an intern, but like in the publicity department, what does what does a day to day look like for um, somebody there? You know, at a at an independent label or at you know a major label like you guys. Um, so I was there. I'm trying to remember, I think I was there three times a week. Um obviously around classes. I remember I'd have classes. I'd take my mornings off so I could go there, have classes in the early afternoon. Um, and then I would, I would go in the morning, go to class and then come back. Uh, that was, I did that probably two out of the three days and Fridays I just had off. So I'd always set up my school schedule. Um, as if, cause at the, at the time I made my schedule, I didn't have an internship, but I would always set it up. If I had got one, th- these would be my days and I'd have, plenty of free time to be there right um but usually I, I go in at like nine like nine nine thirty in the morning and the first thing I have to do is read the paper you have to do clips that's what we call them daily clips which is like anything in the paper regarding a client regarding an athlete anything uh, about rock nation or whatever uh you'd have to cut not or you'd have to highlight it and then scan it and then like adjust the scan so it's readable and then you have to put it in this document. And I remember it be always being like the most tedious thing. Um, that was, so I'd always like try to get there early, try and knock it out so I could go to like real, like other projects that, um, that needed to be done. And even, even though I was publicity, if, if I had gotten done all my publicity work, I'd go down cause we had two floors it was 30, 39th floor and the 38th floor. I go down to the 38th floor, which is where all the managers were. And some people that still work there to this day remember me as an intern, always just being down there like, yo, what are you working on? Like, what can I help with? So by the end of my first semester there, um, at the end of, well, that'd be 20, 2016. I'm sorry, I think I said 2017 earlier, but it was the end of 2016. 
um, ever, everybody in the building kind of knew me as like, you know, the intern and I worked my ass off and all that. Um, so basically what was the question? Oh, what was your day, day to day look like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of doing whatever needed to be done. That would probably be the best because I could walk in thinking I'm going to do one thing and then something had happened like the day before when I wasn't in. And now all of a sudden that's the priority thing. So whatever needed to be done, I was, uh, I was ready to do it. Um, gotcha. So it's really just about I, being like flexible and, and, and open to everything that was going on. Yeah, for sure. And then by, by the time, like my third semester, cause I had interned there for probably about just over a year before I graduated. Um, probably the last like three months I was really getting some, some good projects uh, in the publicity department. Like if, if a rapper was on tour or a band was on tour, I would uh, say they were in um, upstate New York, like Albany, they're going to upstate concert hall. I would hit uh, the Gazette, the times union, like whatever small outlets are out there to see if they wanted to come out to the show, do an interview. So it was like tour, tour press. And I had never done something that like meaningful because like, everything I did was like, it was meaningful, but it wasn't like really, uh, um, uh, it was word? hard to see. Yeah. It was just, it was hard to like quantify it. Cause it was like, yes, this is needed. And this helps like other people do their jobs, but yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, to like see a direct impact from what you're doing is yeah. Yeah. Like I'm setting up these interviews for this band and this rapper. Um, and that was really, really fun. And I still enjoy doing that to this day. Um, I don't do it as much, but if, if it's needed to be done, I'll, I'll just hop in and do it. Cause I, I kind of know my way around it. Um, yeah. Anything that needed to be done. Nice. I, nice. I, at that point I was pretty, I was just fucking hungry to do anything. I didn't, I didn't know anybody in the industry before, like, uh, before I got to rock nation, I didn't know. I knew nobody. So I knew once I got that opportunity, I a, had to do everything and anything. I'd be working like nights, anything to just get everything done. Um, and then just to make it, make a name for myself for sure. Um, And so how, how have things shifted from when you first started to where you're at now? So like with the management coordinator, what what is your, what's your day-to-day, you know, job look like there, um, now that you've been there for a couple of years? Um, I started out two years ago as a marketing assistant. So I was in the marketing department. Um, and then that probably... I did that for close to six or seven months. And then I wanted to make the transition to management. Um, so I did that. And then my day to day, it's really what there's, there's like a, there's always like a handful of things that I know I'm going to have to do that are like planned out. But then as you like, as it's nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, other shit just starts to come in. So it's just basically kind of reacting to what's coming in, knowing you still have to do, um, the, 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 the few things that absolutely need to get done. Um, so it's, it's always important. I have like a full, like Google doc of everything I need to be, need to get done all the small things that are coming in and then just broken it up into, into kind of different priority, like, uh, rankings kind of, um, so being organized is definitely important for me, but my day to day right now, uh, we're getting ready to put out some projects for Griselda. So I think just making sure all those timelines and all those campaigns and marketing ideas are all kind of fine tuned and ready to go. So once, uh, once like we're ready and we get that date that we're off and running, that's probably my day to day right now. Got it. Got it. Cool. 
So, I mean, you, you know, we talked a little bit about publicity and, and management as well. And, 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 you know, you've been, as you mentioned in the beginning too, like coming up in the blog era, really understanding the way the internet works, you know, obviously playlisting is, um, you know, here to stay and it's kind of helped, uh, you know, bring back the industry um, overall. And just kind of curious your thoughts on, on playlisting and, and how it continues to shape the industry. Um, yeah, I just think it's the next, it's the next like key element for artists. Like before it was the blogs, like you had to get on the blogs. Now you got to get on the playlist. What's next? I have absolutely no idea. Um, I don't think we're there yet in terms of like developing something that's next, but, uh, I think playlisting, it's important for the newer artists, of course. Um, but I think at the same time, if you're an artist, don't go chasing those playlists because if you look at the people at the top, like Cole, Kendrick, Drake, these are all people that maybe in the beginning, maybe not Kendrick, but Cole and Drake all kind of catered towards the mainstream sound when they first came out, like on their debut albums, and then kind of fell into their own grooves once they had the public um, like fandom and appreciation. Um, so I think it's it's just a game that it's the new game that you have to play before the blogs and all that. It's now you have to play the playlisting game. But I think nowadays it's a little bit easier for a new artist with their new sound and like a new wave to get on these playlists rather than um, people wanting to hear the same thing over and over. If that makes any sense, I might just be rambling. Um, no, no, not at all, man. I, I, yeah, I feel you. And, and how much of your, uh, now, given that you're on the management side of things, do you deal with any of that on a day-to-day in, in terms of, like, pitching the curators or, or any of that? Uh, no, that's actually the, the great part. And everyone, like, looks at me like, what, what are you doing to make this happen? Um, the, Griselda, they're, on, they're probably, I would say, and maybe I'm biased, but they're the hottest thing in hip-hop right now everybody on the in, in on the industry side maybe not in like the mainstream world but on the industry side on the inside everybody knows these dudes everyone loves these dudes they're like the new wu-tang so everybody's just like fascinated by how these dudes from buffalo with this like super 90s grimy like boom bap music can have such an appeal and such a style that um, it's very little of pitching and more of all the requests coming our way and we're just sorting through and that's my job. But okay, what, this is going to make sense, but I don't, I don't know if we should do this one yet, but let's do this one, this one, this one. And that's kind of um, what we've been dealing with the last few months is just kind of figuring out because everything's coming to us, but how, what are we going to do? to like stay true to us obviously because that's their main goal it's my main job is to make these dudes as big as possible and then still maintain that authenticity um so yeah i think that answered the question yeah yeah absolutely and so you and that's kind of a perfect segue too like so you just got back off tour from being with those guys um what was like a big takeaway uh for you uh you know when we caught up a couple of weeks back you know you mentioned that was like the first real big run that, that you were going on yourself as, as a manager. So what was like a big takeaway um, for you as a manager being on, on your first tour? Uh, yeah, that was my first, that was my first time like being on the whole run and being as involved as I was. Um, 
major takeaway probably Uh, the the amount of kind of minute details that are so easy to overlook but so important like we had a tour bus on that tour so if you have a tour bus it's like all right we got to go to the hotel before and drop people off okay is there tour bus parking at the hotel when can we pull the tour bus up to the venue because they might have a show from the night before and their tour bus parked at the venue in their one uh reserved spot they might not be leaving till noon so we got to stay at the hotel till noon and if, but if the hotel doesn't have parking, where are we going to put the bus? So it's like all these things, so f- not far from the show, but it's like outside of just the performance itself are so key. And I, th- I think I learned a ton about uh, just kind of coordinating all these things. It's kind of like a puzzle um, and figuring all these little things out to make the show go as smooth as possible. Um, and for me, it's like if it's a show day, the show for them starts maybe at 8 p.m., but for me and – uh, all my partners, it starts at like 8 a.m. when you wake up. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, so many people just see like the end result, like, oh, these guys just showed up and wrapped at eight o'clock when the yeah, doors yeah. open. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, nah, man, you know how much it takes to actually get them there. And, and also, you know, from the management side, too, it's about making sure that those guys are comfortable. And, and that's where, just like you were saying, all those small little things come into play. Like, it's just like every day, right? If you're, you know, if you miss your alarm clock in the morning and, you know, you get in your shower late and you get off to work late, you're pissed and your day is like off to a bumpy start. Like, you know, uh, our jobs as managers is to like smooth that over and make sure that like that doesn't happen. The goal is to make sure that, you know, we know that the bus can park here and, and food's coming at this time and X amount of people are on the guest list. and Yeah. You know, and because that's, that's what's needed for those guys to be successful. Just like you said, it's like your job, to make them as big as, as they want to be. Um, so yeah, man, to- totally under, understand all that. Um, and kind of with yep. that, I mean, um, you know, I, I think, especially given everything that's going on with the, with the coronavirus, you know, thing, things are looking uh, a little shaky over the next, you know, few months, six months, you know, up to a year, right. You know, it's going to take them a while to mm-hmm. actually get a, a, you know, the right medicine to, to cure all this, but you know, what, what do you, where do you think things are going to go, um, you know, over the next six months to a year, given, you know, the current health situation, like, where do you see, this is kind of just like a general, you know, overall question for the entire industry. Like, where do you see things going, uh, for both, you know, recorded music and live, right? I mean, obviously everybody, you turn on Instagram, like your entire Instagram is just blown up. Everybody's going live, right? Um, exactly. So you know that's yeah. Happen. Where, what other things are, do you think will happen or starting to see to happen or, you know, hope to see happen over the next six months to a year? I think artists are going to, artists and labels are going to get a little bit more crafty with the things that we see on digital platforms. Um, and that's kind of the battle right now. Who is going to, um, who's going to be like that first one to kind of really break it whatever that idea might be and myself included we're always every day, every hour we're thinking, okay, how can we stand apart from the thousand Instagram lives that are happening right now? Um, and then the live space, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of more, a lot more virtual reality, augmented reality, um, animated, uh, videos, content pieces, 
uh, whatever it may be. Um, because people were just obviously stuck in their house. So the videographer can't go out and shoot the photographer can't go out and do anything. So it's all just kind of what can we get the most out of this time? So I think those three things, the, the VR, AR and animated is going to uh, make a pretty big surge. Um, but yeah, it's a tough time, especially for live show because, you know, we had a, we had a second leg of the tour lined up uh, that we were going to go on, um, which obviously can't happen. And then uh, other plans for later in the year that are on hold, even, even though how far down the road they are, it's, everything's so uncertain right now that it's so hard to lock things in. Um, so you're going to see a lot of just kind of impromptu um, events happening, I guess, would be a good way to put it. Because this is uncharted territory, even for, like, for, I guess, the world, not even music, just the world and, and human beings is uncharted territory. So yeah. everyone's kind yeah. of figure, trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what's going to be interesting is – uh, just like you said, a couple of things, the VR, the AR stuff, like I think that could be super dope. Um, you run into technical issues with that, obviously, because like people can't go out of their house. Um, like mm. even the acts, right. It's not like an act has all like the equipment that they need to like shoot something like that. Right. So that's one issue. The second issue would be like getting people the VR equipment to actually use. If you don't already have it, like, yeah, you could buy it off Amazon or, or wherever. But I think, somebody like a Facebook, you know what I mean? Or, uh, you know, Google or, or, you know, obviously one of the big tech companies, like there's gotta be a way that they'd be able to do this. You know, um, I've drawn a blank on, on, um, the female singer who did this a couple of months back, but she did her first like VR show. What the hell was her name? It was somebody. Tanasha. Uh, Tanasha. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, yeah, we work with, uh, yeah, I think Tanasha is now. Yeah. Yep. She did that. She did that VR thing, and and that was super interesting. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, that mm-hmm. could be. Replicated. She just did another one today too. Oh, she did. Oh, she did one on uh, Instagram Live. I don't know if it was VR, but it was definitely Instagram Live, like a live performance. Got it. Got it. Cool. Cool. So yeah, like her doing that. That that was my first thought. Like, oh shit! Like so many people could do this, but then obviously you run into like some of the tech issues. So it'll be interesting to see how those things get navigated. But then, in terms of the live space, I think it's one shitty thing is like a bunch of the like indie promoters are probably just going to be going out of business and unfortunately won't be able to um, continue going the same time you'll see a bunch of new people pop up in their place hopefully you know what i mean hopefully uh you know live nation doesn't buy five thousand venues you know what i mean um yeah uh so hopefully that stays in play for you know all the younger people coming up um but then i think it'll be crazy to see when everything gets lifted at how many shows happen. You know what I mean? Like, is that going to be good or, or bad? Like for, for the music fan in us, like that's going to be amazing, right? You're going to have so many options, but for the artists themselves, uh, that's, it's going to be a little tough, right? Cause now you're going to be, you're just, there's just going to be so much competition. So uh, again, it's going to be, how do you stand out amongst the noise? So, you know, I think it'll be, um, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see what happens when like the floodgates open and everybody can, you know, go back to, I don't want to say things as, as normal because like there's going to be a new normal, but, um, yeah. yeah, when everything's opened up, it'll be like, okay, who, who mapped shit out appropriately. And I 
think mm -hmm. like if people and artists and labels can start to think of that stuff now to say, all right, we know that, you know, we're going to be facing all this competition down the line. How can we set ourselves up for success and like come up with some cool campaign? Just like you said, I don't know what it's going to be, but if we could start to think that far out now to be like, all right, let's come up with some crazy idea. That's not really going to be, uh, it's not really going to come to fruition for a year, you know, where like fans yep. are just going to be like, Holy shit. I was following like, you know, what, Kind of like, kind of like uh, what Childish Gambino did a couple of years ago with like, uh, because of the internet, you know, like he wrote some mm -hmm. like script for it. It's like, what cool idea, what like hidden sort of gems are people going to be able to create that are going to give fans this like amazing moment to be like, oh shit, I found out this a year ago and they've been like, I've been in this whole world for a year and now I get to see it live. Yeah. This is incredible. So I think that'd be cool. Yeah, no, it'll definitely be interesting. And even even after, every, say, everything gets lifted tomorrow, there's still going to be a one to two month period that people are going right. to be very hesitant to buy a ticket to a show or do anything like that. So it's, it's yeah, it's going to be a long, long journey with this thing. So Yep, for sure. We for will sure. see. Yeah, man. So we're, we're coming down to time here, but, you know, I had a, had a couple more questions before we get you out of here. What are you, you know, uh, you, you mentioned this before, but, um, you know, what are you working on that you're super excited about? I'm kind of just hit it just to um, recap it. The two, yeah, probably Benny the Butcher and, uh, and West Side Gun. They both got projects coming. Um, can't say when, but they're, they're both. This year for Griselda, I think, is going to be kind of their coming out party. Is like, like, yo, yeah, they're the biggest thing cracking in the underground, but it's like, nah, these, these dudes are um so much more than that and just to kind of impact the mainstream level and really just take it by storm in their own way because they they drop a lot of music so that's what we're gearing up for uh had to pivot a little bit for a few things because like the in-person is obviously no longer a factor which is a huge bummer because we had some crazy crazy shit planned but um but yeah th those two projects uh nice. are, are probably the two that i'm super super excited about and uh yeah, can't wait for the world to hear him. It's gonna be crazy. Nice, nice. And then, uh, yeah, man, just just uh, where where can people get at you if they're they're interested in uh, you know helping you out or or sending you some some new music? Um, Instagram, Instagram, um, at Sam Flood F L O O O D, so three D three three O's, um, or email S Flood at Rock Nation R O C N A T I O N dot com shoot me an email um yeah any any anywhere you can find me feel free to reach out i'm not, I'm not too uh too picky about my contact information being out there <laughs> there you go man appreciate it appreciate it i always want to ask because you know some people it's it's uh, they keep it pretty close to the vest uh so yeah i appreciate you sharing uh and then lastly no, i mean I when, like I, when i was coming when i or sorry to cut you off but, no, yeah no, when no, i was okay. coming up i had i had, didn't know anybody in the industry so it was like i would just be cold emailing these random emails trying to get like <laughs> people probably thought i was insane but i always like um now that i like have a full-time job and i'm kind of in it a little bit if any kid in like schenectady new york wanted to like reach out to me i'd always keep it open because that's what i kind of always wanted when i yeah. was like 
in high school and shit. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And that's why I, I like doing these things as well, to making sure that, you know, we keep the, the upstate connection strong and make sure that we kind of tie all this stuff together to just help people out where we can. Uh, t- totally about that. And yeah, you could probably, um, he, he probably won't remember, but I got, I got some crazy uh, early emails that I was sending Lenny S back in the day too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's some wild beats. I'm sure he gets a lot. Work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget uh, when I was interning at Def Jam, he was, um, we had that same friend that I was telling you about in, in the beginning who turned me on to all the blogs, like he managed a producer, placed a bunch of stuff with Lenny. And so like my guy hooked me up with Lenny. I didn't get the internship through Lenny, but he was just like, yeah, when you're in there, go say what up to him and let him know. And Lenny just one of the nicest guys you'll meet and was just like, hey, Murph, what's up? And like played him a ton of beats and just always really nice. I'll never forget being in his office one time when Khaled called and he was just like, uh, he put him on speakerphone. He was like, yeah, just listen. And Khaled was just like in his Khaled voice before everyone really knew who he was. You know what I mean? And he was talking about whatever yeah. records he was talking about at the time and just like super energetic and Lenny's just laughing his ass off. And he's like, yo guys, is, wait till you're at this point, man. And he's just like egging, egging Khaled on and, and uh, you know, just such a great memory. But yeah, every time I see Lenny, he, he's always like, oh, Murph, what's up? What's going on, man? Uh, but he probably doesn't remember. I sent him some crazy emails. I, we had this one beat, uh, uh guy that i work with we had this one beat that was perfect for american gangster and i was trying to get it to lenny and he was like murph we we already finished the project i was like yo you need to listen to it with the trailer though i'm telling you this shit is fucking amazing and he was like all done man <laughs> um, but, but yeah yeah so it was um yeah it's always uh yeah lenny's a cool dude for sure yeah, yeah. Khaled, a lot of people don't, like, they think it's, like, an actor, but Khaled's, real, like, you see him on Snapchat, no, like, that's really him. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been that way, like, and he wasn't really, like, he was obviously popping because he was signed at the time, but he wasn't really, really known like that, and he would just be walking around the office just super hyped back then, and, um, you know, always a nice guy, but just, like, mad energy, and he, it was really real, so mm-hmm. um, it's cool to see good people um, succeed. You know, that, that, that's always, like, great. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, man, lastly, got, got the final question for you. This is kind of my um, Jesus Amaro question. But, uh, you know, like, like I was telling you before, we, we also have the course uh, where we show people, you know, just kind of the foundational pieces that they need to, to really be able to um, get playlisted and, and, you know, take advantage of, you know, being on the platforms. But um, what would the name of your personal playlist be? name my personal i have i mean i have a personal playlist that's like the soundtrack to my life yeah well um, what, what I'm, is not, it? I'm not i'm not sure if, have you ever heard of lo-fi hip-hop yeah yeah it's like it's, it's like this obviously lo-fi just like jazzy kind of boom bap like um hip-hop music it's just instrumentals it's no words it's just beats and there's like a YouTube live stream, Lo-Fi Hip Hop Radio. That's like it's probably yeah, the most. Just, I think it's number one live stream in. They just had that. Uh, they had that thing a couple of weeks ago where they like accidentally shut it off, or I don't know if it was accidentally, but they turned it off. Like YouTube turned it off, and then people got pissed at them, and they had to like turn it back on or something. Yeah, yeah, they relaunched it because I a few days yeah. ago I went to go because I usually turn it on when I'm working um, every day, and yeah, it was down, but they had to relaunch it, and now it's got like Yo. double the. Now that yeah, people are exactly. just sitting home, it's got like double the viewership. So yeah. I have like probably like 200 songs in like a playlist on like Apple Music or 
you gotta bleep Apple Music because I'm supposed to be title, but I do have title. Um, and it's, I mean, it's kind of like dark, but the title of the playlist is it's all gonna be gonna be over one day. And I listen to it because that music, like, and music and all entertainment, it's like shit can move so fast, like insanely fast, especially like if you're on tour, if you're on the road. Like you forget what day it is. You forget that your mom called you four times. You forget your friends that are back home. You forget so much shit. Or not even forget. It's just like you're just so caught up in everything happening. Get about all this stuff that kind of grounds you. So every time I listen to that, like that kind of music, it like like brings me kind of back down to earth and like level-headed and grounded. And it reminds me that it's like, yeah, this, this music shit is awesome. And it's like I love I'm living my dream. But like, once it's all like said and done, at some point, like this mute, like anything I do in music or whoever I've worked with, that'll all go away. But like, I don't know, friends, family, like all those relationships is gonna what's gonna like, um, like live on. One whenever I'm like, once I'm gone, like all that stuff kind of stays and everything else goes away. So, sure. I guess that's that's that'd be the name of my personal playlist, and that's the the story behind it. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Like, definitely the the best answer uh, to that question thus far. <laughs> the the most like Sweet. meaningful, and it was like real, yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah, I actually have. It. <laughs> no, I I already have the playlist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, true true words can be said, and and uh, appreciate you sharing that. And uh, yeah, man, sure. won't take up any more of your time. Uh, I appreciate you you coming on, and uh, and yeah, next time, um, you know, you, you make it back to New York, we definitely got to get up and. And, and link up in person, have a couple of drinks and, and catch up. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And then I, last, last thing I, I'd say, yeah, if yeah. anybody wanted to be in the music industry, just learn every aspect of the business that you can, like, cause I'm a manager, but like I have a little bit of digital marketing background, a little bit of marketing background. And I've needed to, I wish I knew more of these. Cause it's like, as a manager, you're, you're overseeing all the departments. So it's like as much knowledge as you can get in every single area it is, is key so I, w- I would stress that to anybody like trying to get in or already in like myself just keep keep learning definitely so. man yeah for sure yeah. couldn't agree thank more you. thank you very much for uh thank you for having me um yeah absolutely man yeah i'm all lines always open i appreciate it man and yo stay safe out there stay healthy and, and yeah we'll, we'll definitely be in touch bro sounds good man thank you peace yeah man take care peace